This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Friday, December the 17th. And our top story is that a coach commuter service that's been running from Medway to London for nearly 40 years is to be scrapped from Christmas Eve. King's Ferry will stop routes to the capital next week. Our business editor, Chris Britcher, joins me now. So, Chris, why have they made this decision then? Well, as you know, the way we work has changed almost beyond recognition since the start of the pandemic. Firstly, we were working from home. Then, as lockdowns were eased, we saw many firms switch to hybrid working, so splitting working from home and going into the office. Now, clearly, that's had a significant impact on all the main commuter routes. We've seen big drops in those using the train and, in addition, those needing any form of regular commuter service. In addition, coaches obviously face the added increased costs of the uh, soaring fuel prices. Combined with a significant drop in demand, fresh work from home guidance, which, let's be honest, is unlikely to be lifted for at least another month and the sums simply haven't added up for them. I mean, it's certainly been no secret that the number of people commuting has dramatically dropped. But what if numbers start to go up again after the pandemic? Well, Kingsbury, which is operated and owned by the coach giant National Express, have left the door open. They said that if circumstances change, they will look at the possible reintroduction of commuter services. But they do stress they haven't got any plans to do so at the moment. And of course, while many of us now combine home and office work, it's difficult to predict. And in truth, seems unlikely if we'll ever go back to how things were before the pandemic arrived on our shores. And what's the reaction been to the announcement? As you can imagine, those using the service are not best pleased, especially given the short notice. It's effectively been given just a little over a week to make alternative plans. The coach may have been a slightly slower route in comparison to the train, but the cost difference was significant. And of course, given the rising cost of living, which has been underlined this week by the sharp rise in inflation, those who've used the service are now having to look at switching back to the rails in the new year and the additional costs which come with it. Finally, any word yet on job losses at all? Not yet. I mean, the good news is that Kings Ferry is continuing to operate all its other coach services, so the company continues. It will, like the rest of us, no doubt, be hoping this current COVID wave does not result in another dramatic loss of trade. Thanks ever so much, Chris. You can read this story as well at Kent Online and we'll keep you updated if there are any future developments. Kent Online News. It's emerged a man found dead in Ashford had been due in court the same day, charged with possessing indecent images. Howard Turtle was discovered in a field off the A2070 in September. He'd been arrested the previous year and had denied all offences. At an inquest, a coroner gave a cause of death as suicide. An Ashford man has been found guilty of tying up and assaulting a pensioner who lay undiscovered for three days. Billy Williams ransacked the victim's home before she was bound to a chair in April. The 28-year-old from Smarden Road will be sentenced at a later date. A jury's cleared an Uber Eats driver of attempting to murder a takeaway boss in Maidstone. A court heard the owner of Grill 91 suffered a bleed on the brain after being kicked in the head in Brenchley Gardens following a row over how a staff member was dressed. 34-year-old Hamdi Brayek from Hart Street in the town had previously admitted GBH with intent. He'll be sentenced in February. The MP for North Thanet says Boris Johnson has one more strike 
and he's out. It's after the Conservative Party lost a by-election in North Shropshire overnight, with the Lib Dems overturning their huge 23,000 majority. The contest was sparked by the resignation of Owen Paterson over a lobbying scandal. Well, Sir Roger Gale reckons the result reflects the very real anger felt towards Downing Street right now. I thought it was highly likely that this would happen. I don't want to detract from Helen Morgan's very considerable victory. But this wasn't a vote for the Liberal Democrats. This was effectively a referendum on the performance coming out of Downing Street at the moment. He has got the good fortune of having the House in recess. The House has got time to think about this and the party's got time to think about this. He's got about three weeks now to regroup and he's going to have to do that very fast indeed. We've had two strikes. First of all, the Conservative Party in the House of Commons earlier this week. Now this result. One more strike and I think he's out. I would not be a bit surprised if people didn't start to write some of those letters. I have written to Sir Graham Brady, but I did that after the Barnard Castle business um, because I felt then that there was a lack of the right kind of leadership and, and I made that view known and I've been making it known since. I've said and I mean that if the Prime Minister is shown to have deliberately misled the House, and I mean deliberately misled the House from the dispatch box, then in my view that is a resignation issue. Uh, We have to see what the cabinet secretary says. Uh, The other thing I would say is that nobody particularly wants a leadership election in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Now is not the best time. There's never a good time, but now is not the best time to embark upon that road. So the prime minister has got an opportunity to regroup, get his act together and give us the kind of government that I think most of us thought was going to be on the cards. If he focuses his mind on what not only the Conservative Party, but the people of this country want and starts to deliver in a big way. And he's delivered some things that are good. If he starts to deliver in a big way, then he might survive this. But it is touch and go. Meantime, Labour have retained a seat on Medway Council in a local by-election. Residents in Rochester East went to the polls yesterday following the death of Councillor Nick Bowler in October. Turnout was around 18%, with Lauren Edwards taking the victory by 482 votes. The Kent Online Podcast. With Ball in Maidstone. Police have released CCTV images of two men they want to speak to about an attempted burglary near Gravesend. Someone tried to break into a property in Higham in the early hours of the morning a couple of weeks ago. You can see those pictures by heading to the website. Six drivers have been fined for filming the scene of a crash near the Dartford Crossing. Police set up a camera to catch people using their phones while driving past the five-vehicle collision on the M25 on Wednesday. The crash itself left three people in hospital with facial injuries. Officers say there were several near misses on the opposite carriageway. A road's been closed after a police van crashed into a telegraph pole on Romney Marsh. The overhead power cables were knocked down in the collision outside the Pilot Inn in Lyd at around half seven this morning. No serious injuries have been reported and Battery Road was closed in both directions. Now, as France prepares to close its border to travellers from England, a Kent woman says she's devastated she won't be able to see her brother this Christmas. Katia Fowler from Chatham was due to head there next week and see him for the first time in two years. That's now been cancelled after the French Prime Minister put a travel ban in place to prevent the spread of the Omicron COVID variant. Kat says it's devastating. I mean, it's gutting, isn't it? I think we were getting so close to the date we were going to be able to leave and I really thought it was going to happen I think that's what is so uh, gutting about it all I appreciate the situation that's going on at the moment absolutely um oh it's just so gutting obviously 
Um, we've not been, my family have always, since I was three years old, we've always been skiing. Um, we've always spent our Christmas in France. We've always spent it in Les Arcs, which is one of the resorts. Um, for the last sort of, well, obviously last year was, was just a Christmas like no other for a lot of us. Um, so to have sort of what felt like normal back um, was just such an exciting prospect. I've not, my brother lives over in the States with his wife. Um, they both live in New Jersey. Uh, she's American, so he moved over. And this was gonna be the first time I would have seen him in two years. Um, consequently, it's just too complicated to work it out to get them over here now. Um, so yeah, so that's it. So I don't know when I will see him next because I think it also knocks your confidence going forward and booking a holiday. I, I don't want to book a holiday in the coming months. And I know my parents probably don't either, um, purely for the fact that if this happens again, it's the amount of money you're losing out on is just astronomical. We've just spent £600 on PCR tests and we're not sure we're going to get the money back for that because we've ordered them through providers, private companies. You know, it's not like it's not like there's there's insurance for buying PCR tests. There's obviously holiday insurance for all the rest of it, which hopefully we can we can salvage some money back from. But we have no idea what's going to happen with those six hundred pound PCR tests. They're just going to go to waste. It seems seems crazy, but you know, I've we I will still be able to spend time with the majority of my family which I think I'm really grateful for that we didn't have last year um obviously we were so limited last year I'm, I'm happy to see anybody this year um it's just obviously you know and I think for my brother who lives over in the states we were all looking forward to being able to reunite and that just seems so much further away Travel Association ABTA have also said the ban is a hammer blow to the industry. Phil from our colleagues at KMTV has been chatting with Chris Scoble from Go Scoble Travel Agents in Tunbridge Wells. It's frustrating because there's a lot of people going away, you know, to France and obviously for the ski season going forward. So a lot of people go away for Christmas ski and certainly into January and February. So it's a huge, it's probably one of the biggest sellers well, it's biggest seller in Europe, full stop, because ski season's huge. So, yeah, it's going to impact um, on a lot of family holidays and a lot of businesses. I just wonder, this isn't obviously the, the, the first time, well, in fact, last year we had exactly the same situation. They were even doing it with freight transport. Um, I just wonder if maybe now you're going to be a bit more cautious advising people to go to France or, or, or if your view of, of holidays in France has changed at all. It's a difficult one when it comes to advising people on holidays because it's such an ever-flowing and changing situation, isn't it? You know, we hadn't heard of Omicron a month ago, had we? So it's difficult, isn't it? We we get to a stage where we're all very enthusiastic and in travel we really are enthusiastic and try to be upbeat about things. So it's difficult for us to, 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 to make an opinion, really. We can only give the view that we see it as it is today, really. France is somewhere that's very popular and it's hardly anywhere. It's a place that people will repeat to go to, don't they? And, you know, some people have their own properties in France, of course, and some people have family in France. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. It's going to impact on the industry hugely. And as I said, ski really is huge. So, you know, there are a lot of specific ski companies that I don't think will come out the back of this. In, it, perhaps, you know, they may even go to the wall. Um, I just wonder, finally, if there is anybody who has booked a holiday to France, what your advice to them maybe would be in terms of travel insurance, anything like that? What, what advice could you give to anyone watching this who, who was looking to go to France? The first thing I would say is obviously whoever you've booked with, contact them as soon as possible or at least make sure that you're on their Facebook page or looking at contacting them. Perhaps sometimes they don't want calls every second, but they will contact you um, 
what I would say is when it comes to travel insurance, I've said it time and time again, the minute you book that holiday, you should book your travel insurance. Whether this type of situation um, covers you is literally down to you checking that policy because if you're unable to travel, literally unable to travel, you should get a full refund from your travel insurance policy. Um, and actually, what I remember as well, for PCR tests as well, people who've spent a lot of money forking out on that, advice to them as well? You've lost your money. You know, sadly, it's just uh, it's just a risk a risk we take and it's disappointing. I suppose the only good thing I'd say is the PCR test had come down quite nicely in price to, you know, around about £20, £25 per person. Still not great and, and no one wants to lose money. But, uh, yeah, sadly, you have lost that uh, that money. Latest figures today show Dartford now has the eighth highest COVID infection rate in the UK. There are 827 cases per 100,000 people, with cases continuing to rise in total across the rest of the county. 189 patients are currently being treated for coronavirus in Kent's hospitals, up from 176 the previous week. And finally, on COVID today, the Archbishop of Canterbury has spoken out about the Christmas party scandal. Justin Welby says he was disappointed to see a photo of a gathering at the Conservatives headquarters during strict Covid measures last December. He's called for a culture of honesty from the government. Kent Online reports. A mum says her daughter was hit repeatedly by a gang of at least three girls in Canterbury while other youngsters stood laughing and filming. She was reportedly attacked near St Stephen's Road yesterday afternoon. The victim's mum has also thanked passers-by who stopped it happening. Kent's biggest hospital trust has announced who's going to be taking over as their chief executive. Tracy Fletcher will replace Susan Acott as the head of East Kent Hospitals in the spring. The Troubled Trust runs sites in Ashford, Margate and Canterbury and was recently rated as requires improvement. It's also at the centre of a baby death scandal. A Kent teacher has revealed how a Love Island star inspired her fight for a diagnosis for thyroid cancer after twice being told a lump in her neck was benign. An orthodontist first spotted the growth in Caris Chopping's neck last December. The 23-year-old from Canterbury was initially sent home from hospital and told everything was fine, but pushed for a second and third opinion after following Demi Jones's story on Insta. She's now recovering after having surgery. Now, we're just a week to go until the big day. A Kent turkey farmer says he's hoping to have another bumper Christmas. All of the birds at Cottage Farm Turkeys in Seven Oaks sold out last year as people rushed to get supplies after having to cancel meals with friends and relatives. Owner Jodie Baxter says he's never known anything like it and has been speaking to our reporter Megan Carr. It was amazing yeah um, different incredible a lot of people left their ordering late because there was it was all up in the air as to what the government were going to do and then they were everyone was looking for small turkeys late on but the industry as a whole the farm fresh turkey industry had an amazing Christmas for selling everything <laughs> and this year with the panic buying, it's gone the other way. People are ordering early and still generally going for smaller turkeys. But whether there'll be enough of them, I don't know. Four million people didn't go on holiday. Mm. The pubs were shut, so everyone needed a turkey, which was fairly amazing, really. It was, there was, yeah, it was a job. Everything went. Never had a year like it. People just took what was there. In the end, they didn't worry about the sizes. They just took what they could get. So far, orders are up, definitely. Turkeys are looking like they're going to be in short supply again, I would say. But yeah, we haven't sold out yet, but I don't think it's going to be very long. We've, we've, we've sold out small ones, real small ones. 
Thousands of people have signed a petition calling for trees in Canterbury High Street not to be cut down as part of a million-pound revamp. The trees in St George's Street are set to go and be replaced with 14 saplings when work gets underway on turning the area into a boulevard. A protest is planned in the city this weekend. A group of celebs will be taking to the pitch in Kent tonight for a game to raise money for the Street Soccer Foundation. James Arthur, Callum Best and Dan Osborne will be among those taking part at Maidstone's Gallagher Stadium. Money raised will help the charity work in schools to support vulnerable young people. Kickoff is at 7.30 with the gates opening at 6. Elsewhere, Strictly's Shirley Ballas will be taking to the stage in Kent tonight as she starts a run in Panto. The head judge is playing the Wicked Queen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs at the Assembly Hall Theatre in Tunbridge Wells. It's set to be a busy couple of days for the star who'll be at the Strictly final on Saturday so an understudy will play her role instead. And we've got some changes coming your way on our sister radio station KMFM in the new year. New me from the Kent Top 40 is going to be taking over on the hit list plus pop anthems will be on your radio weekdays from 10am and on Sunday nights from 7. You can follow KMFM on socials to see the schedule in full. Well that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram plus you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing at kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe and whilst you're on the site today you can check out where Secret Drinker has been for his latest review. Plus, a huge good luck this weekend to Hive's Rose Ailing Ellis, who is in the final of Strictly, and to Bromley's Emma Radicanu, who's in the running to be named Sports Personality of the Year. We hope you have a good weekend. We'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone, your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis, beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches.